Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is A New World Order and I am your Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my friends from across the seas. One arguably competent person and one nincompoop. I'm not going to fill the audience and know who he looked at when he said that. <laughs> I am your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Good. It's good. It's yeah. serviceable. You should keep it. No. You should keep it and never change it. Nah. Or at least get it down in the Constitution so you can you can always refer to it if you're ever confused as to who you are and how you should introduce yourself. Th- there it is. A nice line in the Constitution. This is how I yeah, introduce myself. The problem myself. is when I'm winning again, I'm going to be back to being champion, so my title will change. That's never going to happen. No, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> Andy <laughs> needs to spend a lot of veto points. <laughs> no, he's not that far in front. I don't, I don't think you're that far in front. No, we'll do a recap soon. But I am, of course, Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on nationstates.net and we try to answer all the issues that plague our nations while sticking to our own political leanings and dealing with the gypsy curse which throws global issues at all three of us once every five weeks. But firstly, Seb Merica would like to wish you all a happy 2019. Not either of you two, sorry, the, the listeners. Welcome I was to the future. That you, would, you would take this this uh this anniversary of our circling the sun to to uh finally offer recompense for your reckless actions against Australia in the previous year and and hand over the the veto points that would uh would seal the treaty between us New- is, it, is it up to 5 now 5 it's going to stay at 5 it's it's the number of uh veto points that he used against me i see added to the number of veto points that I had to use against him I see. in the season following as war costs. So as soon as he pays me back those, we're even, and I won't makes sense. use any veto points against him for five episodes. <laughs> yeah, so new year, new me, and the new me is all about ignoring what Zane just said. <laughs> so new me is very similar to old me, isn't it? What is it? Same boss, so new boss, the same as the old boss? Is that, is that how the song goes? <laughs> yeah. 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 2019, baby. So the issue that we're currently dealing with is an imminent collision with a meteor, a extension level event that has been predicted, has been spotted. The Zane Australia has been striving towards uh, averting 
Uh, I'm not sure what the other nations have been doing so much. Look, the the Andropolian ideal is is about freedom for all and about listening to all my constituents. And yeah. I've got a few tin shed astronomers who are saying that it's probably probably not going to hit. What because is- Australia has sent up its unobtainium and its explosives. Possibly, mm. possibly also because their equipment has such a high error rate that uh, that their calculations just just don't allow for the fact that it <laughs> yeah, will ever hit Yeah, science isn't <laughs> isn't world leading. We've got um, a long way to go. I will say one of one of our esteemed uh, professors here in South America has has you know hypothesized that it will burn up upon entry and be no bigger than the size of a chihuahua's oh, head. Pish! What an, what an because idiotic he's suggestion. Because he, uh, <laughs> Professor Simpson, is well read. Thank you very much. Okay, well, so so far we've confiscated the explosives, sent them into space on our rockets as well as our unobtainium. Then we have what did we do last week? I know that we adopted. Andrew's uh, psychics to um, to explore their powers. Last week, some people with guns came to you and said, if right. you pay for new guns, we promise not to use them in nasty ways. No, I believe and you agreed with them. There, there is an international conflict that my region wants me to contribute to peacekeeping efforts in, and rather than develop my own military further, I hired... In Andropolia, in Andropolia, we read between the lines, Zane. In Andropolia, you live between the lines. <laughs> we can't afford Is lines. The poverty lines out of reference. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Just make yeah. sure I'm following the hip metaphors. Oh, what wouldn't I give to be on the poverty line? <laughs> <laughs> so we have underground cities that we built uh, a couple of issues ago. But now we're going to provide for our population. If all of our other precautions fail, we need to be prepared. Okay, very well, good. I remember when Submerica tried to prepare by by investigating what it was like to be live, live in like Arctic areas just in case the meteor was to hit, throw yeah. the world into an ice age. So we were going to go and investigate life in the mountains just to get mm. a gauge of it. Mm-hmm. All right, and I yeah. believe it was stopped by Zane Australia, so now the world will never know. As Seb, part of I'm an glad- ongoing conflict instigated <laughs> by Submerica. I'm glad you opened this door, Seb. Because you are, in fact, the first one who stopped an investigation by Zane Australia into surviving the desert. <laughs> no, he was trying to make nuclear bunkers in the uh, nuclear. Let's say, now, the now. <laughs> now, now, he was My, actually making a theme park in the desert. Yeah, a theme park based on world domination. I mean, My like he, finger is wagging and it's not your turn. Yeah. <laughs> My issue is called bugging out on beef. I like it already. A school in Zane, Australia recently made headlines for farming crickets, mealworms and other invertebrates for oh. consumption in the cafeteria. I don't, I don't like it so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> As the surprisingly professional and detailed science project write-up cited relatively low levels of greenhouse gas production involved with and compared to traditional pastoral farming, environmental activists are agitating the national government for action. Okay. Option number one. Listen here, says Victoria Wolfe, National Director of the Agriculture and Farming, tapping menacingly on a dreary flip chart. Our department has been trying to balance the demand for high-protein foodstuffs from an ever-growing population with the resources we have at hand. Farming the humble invertebrate takes up far less space than conventional meat farming, and they require literally, and they will literally, eat rubbish. 
Some people might make a meal out of eating mealworm pasta, but I'm sure they'll swallow it if we tell them it's for the greater good. I'm not surprised. Zane Australian's trying to tell other people what they should like, how uh, they should behave. I think that's just investing in it. <laughs> I don't think that's like removing cows from the ecosystem no, of food. <laughs> when, when the government slaps on a recommendation, you can be guaranteed that that's exactly well where they intend everybody yeah, to go eventually past, and, and regulating it. To, in the past, so. I have always gone with like let people do what they want, let people eat what they want, yeah. like even, even when it comes to eating people. You if, don't think people would naturally – if if all of a sudden farming, yeah, no, farming so. cows was was in in trouble or prohibitive economically, that they wouldn't just go into, in, I do into think farming they would. insects and things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm not yeah. trying to justify this. I'm saying that right. this this isn't the direction that I would usually go. Okay, in. okay, okay. Number two, insects on my dinner plate. <laughs> Squirm's health inspector Chloe Edwards consulting a thick tome. Oh, oh, that's a whole new problem. <laughs> well, there isn't any legislation uh, such that bans the eating of insects. But, but if we're going to start farming these crystals, then we're going to have to do it by the book. It has to be humane and hygienic with proper documentation of all livestock, a chain of providence from field to slaughterhouse for each individual and mandated living space. I imagine so far that's the answer you're going to go with. That's exactly what you so did. So implement it, but make- And regulate it like crazy. That's exactly what you did with cannibalism. That is what I did with cannibalism, but I did it with cannibalism because of the issues of consent. I'm not so much worried about oh, the you, consent you know, of the insects. No, no, but you're not worried about the health, um, potential health risks of eating bad meat or bad meat being sold? Not to the- I think like if a farm, like I think that's a free market issue. Like if I think if a farm is providing poor quality product. Then that will be found out. That will be found yeah. out and they will not yeah. be providing that for much longer. But to plain devil's advocate, that won't stop the people who discover that. <laughs> from being <laughs> from sick? Be, from being on the, on the front line yeah. and, 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 and being the victims of that. Um, but we have healthcare for that. So <laughs> option number three. <laughs> Quite true. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'd rather eat cow dung and pop one of them nasty critters in my mouth. Worriedly proclaims foodstuff trucker Harry Longfellow. I'll stick to eating thick and juicy stay. Oh, he, he trails off at the side of a roadside <laughs> cafe. Anyway, in this country, we don't eat that trash. We have standards. Stick to pumping out cows, chickens, and all those glorious mammalian meat sacks of earth for Zanestralian barbecues. Hell, let's raise more of them. So double down on meat. Okay. Uh, option number four. Oh, he's right, but he chooses a path of gluttonous and unclean. Intones Mary Shaw, sporting a bright yellow robes and a sunflower headdress. Vermin are forbidden by our holy verses for mortal consumption, as they are the agents of pestilence and disease. Consuming the flesh of animals and the land and sea is also forbidden, as they are our fellow brethren. <laughs> for the sake of our immortal souls, we must. Ban the consumption of animal flesh entirely. Okay. It wouldn't be nation states without a banning option. So option number four (laughs) is the authoritarian option of banning. Banning meat. And just go full vegan. And just go full vegan all the time. 
Uh, option three is not only maintain the status quo, but lean heavily on the already existing farming products. Subsidies. Subsidies that's, that's for cows. Option number two is encourage insect farming and regulate it <laughs> to the point of knowing exactly which cricket went from where to where and when. Um, and option number one is just like, let's subsidize insects. So I think. I think you're going to go with the second one just to regulate it. Because is, is the initial problem that there isn't enough meat? That there's a protein no, shortage? No, so the, 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 basically the initial issue, disregarding the gypsy curse, is that there has been a new study done and that raising crickets, mealworms and other invertebrates- oh, it actually provides is, better protein, yeah. Uh, is the same amount of protein for yeah. less effort, less land, yeah. et cetera. And so it's a more efficient way of providing for protein. Um, That's fine. And that should so be entirely left to the market to decide. I would say yes, but there isn't an option no, apart from dismissing. Yeah. But I would say with the imminence of a meteor impact that might send us underground for many years, yeah. I think I'm just going to invest in it and not regulate it. But you're to talking death. about a capital expenditure that's going to take years to roll out. Uh, we're very efficient. We have AI in charge of all of our uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So you could legislate it much quicker than you could than you could and, build all and the I infrastructure. Think if, if I if I if I just invest in it and it becomes a problem, we will legislate. Uh, we're very efficient in Zane Australia. Uh, so unless there's I a think veto, the question I'm going to go needs to be one. asked: yes? Why why your farmers aren't investing in it themselves? Do they know that people don't want to eat insects? Well, it's not so much if they get more that protein. they're not investing, Andy. It's that uh, most of the farms are government owned, <laughs> and so the oh, government. That's true. Choosing, I mean, we, we're a socialist country. We were shocked, Seb and I, a couple of episodes to discover that you have gone full socialist. Yeah, so we are. And I'm still reeling with that. I still haven't processed it. It still is. So we're just going to registering. Push- state farms and so that might increase the profits of meat producing farms if if they if that becomes what we stop competing what if the government owns everything there's no we don't own everything we own a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) i think we're at about just under 60 percent i see all right so unless it's a veto i guess (laughs) i'm gonna go option number one Oh, okay. Just full full subsidy. Just f- yeah. subsidize it. No and see what happens. No veto. No. I love subsidizing things. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Who's a good America? Ursat's <laughs> mm. <laughs> chicken has left the nation's citizens with a bad taste in their mouths. Financial planners advise more retirement planning. Since Australia wins international tension, the good kind. More children named after leader. Hospitals report. National parks proving popular. The biggest up is weather at 4.1%, environmental beauty 3.4%, business subsidization up 3%, yeah. uh, health, tourism, uh, welfare, cheese exports, human development index, ideological radicality, lifespan, uh, income equality, all up between 1% and 2 economy up 05 government size up 01 That's unfortunate. Um, biggest down is average disposable income down 3%, charmlessness down 3 uh, Wait, so people are now having to pay more for their protein even though this was supposed to be a cost-saving exercise. 
Yeah. You know how many flies you can eat, man? <laughs> <laughs> I assume a lot. Uh, Is it, are, they, are they being swamped in delivery costs or something? Uh, I imagine uh, you have to swamp them with like satay sauce or something. <laughs> like what they don't take into account is all that flavoring you have to add to these <laughs> things to make them palatable. <laughs> Jesus, well, do yes. you know how much I had to spend on nets this year? <laughs> and obesity are both down 0.6. Okay. So marginal, nominal changes and everything. Nominal changes, yeah. nothing huge. Um, environment one out, uh, and disposable income, disposable income and charmlessness. Yeah, but who cares about lost. that? Because everything's owned by the government and everything's provided by the government. So eventually, you know, yep, the uh, um, diminishing dollars that you or Zane Australian dollars or whatever you have, the frugal, the frugal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's diminishing uh, value isn't really important anyway. Because the uh, government will just provide everything that you need. As long as it's still better than both of your nations, I think uh, I think I'm not going to worry about it too much. Uh, Andropolia, Andropolia. Is, a, is, a, is a proud exporting country. <laughs> of what misery? No, you export misery and the plague. <laughs> Let's be fair. But we do export a lot of pollution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think this is the net game for Zane Australia, particularly in uh, in. Farming that could be done underground if okay. necessary. Well, guys, okay. I have some bad news about oh Seb America. It turns out this whole meteorite thing has has the market in a bit of a, a bit of a bad state. Oh, here. I'm not surprised. And my issue is called to bail or not to bail. Ooh, okay. A recent severe crash in the stock market of Seb America and a plummet of the value of the big dollar has brought the issue of government bailouts to the forefront of the national agenda. Well, Don't do it. well, well. Don't do it. Well. Hear me out. We'll Don't call do it. it the bigger dollar. <laughs> the what's, biggest dollar. <laughs> what's gone wrong in Seb America? Well, you see, I, I have randomly be assorted this issue by nation states and <laughs> instead of dismissing it and pretending there was no problem, right. I'm now creating a problem by acknowledging it. That's right. We're going to call the next one the gargantuan dollar and we've got a plan for all the yep. other subsequent failures the as bigger well. bigger than your dollar. <laughs> we need to do something now. The people's welfare, not to mention all my side businesses, are in serious danger, your finance minister, Boris Hahn. We need an extensive support program for, for the businesses that make our country great. Otherwise, we might as well join the ranks with those third world countries. He shudders. Never mind. Never mind that all the businesses on this list are owned by my relatives. <laughs> That's true. If you're going to make a, uh, a plea for all the businesses that leveraged hugely in in stock markets mm. and, and and on borrowing money and such um what about all the people who didn't do that who were who were austere in the way they conducted their business who were you know only dealt in uh cash out of their out of their savings i want you what, to know, what about them andrew i i'm going to be looking to you for your opinion on this issue not because i don't want zane's opinion <laughs> because you tend to have more of a, a more of a flair when it comes to the market but i do remember last time uh, you gave me a market recommendation. It kind of screwed me up horribly. Long-term so, thinking, Seb, long-term. Okay, you, you say that, think- but this is, this is a short-term <laughs> problem with instant uh, backlash we're about to have. So while I am looking to you for advice, I'm, I don't think you start, I don't think you did this on purpose, but I am paranoid as hell who <laughs> gave me the wrong option here. So, but I'm interested in your opinion regardless. Okay. Option two. You're talking about doing what? Screams Harriet North a noted fiscal conservative and libertarian scholar. The government bailouts won't solve anything. They'll only redistribute wealth to those the government happens to favor at that particular moment while placing a crushing burden onto everyone else. 
The government must instead cut taxes across the board and axe all the necessary social programs, particularly our welfare system. <laughs> now, I see you nodding. I like my welfare system. I know you do. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's looking at the one I don't like. <laughs> and and Zane Australia is a welfare system, let's face it. If it's I true. could just be the middle ground between your two nations, I will be happy. I'm yeah, about everything in moderation. You, mean, you you want to be average between the <laughs> thriving utopia of Zane Australia <laughs> and the burning cesspit of Anthropolia. <laughs> so it'd be like, okay, you know, I take exception to that. We are remarkably burning. <laughs> We're not a cesspit though. <laughs> Our sewers oh, no. still work. Oh no, it's a, it, it's a cesspit. It's just cheaper not to, you know. When you when you have only half a pipe, you don't you don't need the top of the pipe. No, in fact, if you cut it in half, you got two, you, two channels. You just that. save fifty percent of your so, budget. Exactly now, right. let me read the third and final option, and then we'll get into a bit of discussion about what to do here. This brings up an interesting point. Remarks socialist author Luigi Turner. Why do we allow businesses to become too big to fail? The solution surely is to break up businesses before they reach such a size that they threaten our economy. Imagine it: community-based businesses run for the benefit of the little people. Not faceless money grubbing investment banks. Is there is there really a reason corporations need to be big? <laughs> yeah, that's not where I saw that one going. None of those options are good, ad- and none of them address what's what's really going on. Mm. Right? Yeah. You've got a meteor incoming. <laughs> so I mean, like yes. <laughs> so it's not a surprise that people are panic selling for anything they can. Yep, and then you know, buying anything they can off the shelves. And when that's not enough, they're ordering it from overseas. So it's mm. also not a surprise that your dollar is going down. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yep. Right, the, the big dollar's going down because it's it's just, you know. Yeah, it's the media's there's, there's fault. A, there's a yeah, huge- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm saying you can, you can blame it on that. I am 100% <laughs> blaming it on the meteor. But as a, as a solution for it, absent, absent the meteor, if all you do is take the first option, which is to print up more money or tax, you know, productive people mm. and and bail out, essentially hand it over to the to the people who were a bit reckless with uh, with with how they were conducting business, then you don't really fix it. Okay, I, I am following you so far. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're if if your business model is to lose a million dollars a day, yeah, and then your government comes along and says, "Here's another 10. Yeah, right. What are you going to keep doing? You've got you've got no yeah, incentive yeah. To, to, to change what you're doing, so that's not that's not going to fix it. That's just going to so make it a problem for later on. So you don't like option one. What do you think about options two or three, though? <laughs> <laughs> so remind me again what option three was. Three was the we should stop businesses from getting so big. Okay, so that's you know essentially saying we need to um, issue regulate businesses and, over a, over a certain size. Yeah, and, yep. and issue antitrust things and break up big corporations. That's also bad. Because no 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 if no, you I'm not laughing at you. If you, like, if you if you start off as a as a small business and you and you grow and you turn into a business that employs several hundred people and then it becomes incorporated and you have franchises and that and it does what it does very well, mm. right? The fact that it's huge is 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 just a testament to how 
uh, how efficient it is mm. at, at doing whatever whatever it is. Its size doesn't doesn't impact its its um, uh, sort of effect on the on the economy. Walmart is is a great example of yeah. a company that is huge. I think Walmart is the largest company. Apple has the oh, largest um, market capitalization, but Walmart is sort of the biggest company in terms of its impact on on people. It's got you know oh, I can't remember hundreds of thousands of employees. Well, no, millions of employees, yeah. like two or three million employees. It, it employs basically uh, almost a percent of of the of. of but that's the also USA. a really interesting example because they're the business model for employing so many people is that a lot of their employees are subsidized by the government. Yeah. Because they're they're, they're not being paid like enough to not be qualify for government support. That's arguable. And if, if, if there was no welfare available, I think you would find that they would be, yeah, they'd either, be paid better. I'm, either, I'm saying no, it's no, the interaction no, no, between the two, or, or working more, or, or some other, or some yeah. other combination of that. Or, I'm or saying it's the interaction be between government and this yeah. corporation yeah. that is ending out with people. So you not, don't want to, you don't want to shut down big corporations just because they're. It big. wasn't shutting them down. It was no, no you, you want to break them up. Yeah. Right? So in, instead of having one president preside over a thousand different branches, you want a thousand presidents and a, a thousand, thousand presidents, yeah. which is just a huge bureaucracy. Created for, but it's a private issue, not not my personal issue, right? Number two, as painful as it is to cut welfare, the money has to come from somewhere. You don't just invent it, right? Okay, so my either either you do just print money, and it and and that eats away uh, through through inflation in in costs in the future, or you have to tax people and steal their money to pay for the stuff now. So. I'm currently leaning, I know you don't like it, but towards option three, only because, and I'm not saying your your economic argument is not strong. Number two punishes those that are actually not responsible for the situation. While it might remedy the situation, it's effectively punishing the wrong people for mistakes they had no part in making. So I'm, a, I'm more inclined to go at number three because at least the consequences are falling on the people that were running the businesses and not those that are on welfare. Okay, I can understand that. So I want to go option three. Sure. And ruin jobs for the future. And ruin jobs for the future. Go for it. Zane? <laughs> Are you taking my opinion by which one I veto? <laughs> or in turn we haven't vetoed yet, allow so you to take? Oh, well, if you're going to veto anyway, <laughs> I need to refer to you before I pick an option anyway. So I'm, I'm looking at option three, which is the one of um, – Breaking, not allowing giant businesses to form. The one about the one that's um, interested about a thousand managers for a thousand offices, effectively, mm. as opposed to destroying my welfare program. Mm, I think I'm going to veto that one. Oh, interesting! What a development! What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> Zane, who gives us the hurry up uh, hand signal because the episode's running over, gives me time to think more about what I can do next. Okay, short term, bailing people out is going to keep the status quo. And all you're going to do is create the problem down the line. Might just dismiss the issue. You can do that, I guess. Because technically my economy is fine right now. This issue is just randomly generated. It's going to be very boring for the episode, though. It is. You shouldn't do it. You should make a decision, Seb. Yeah, well, my decision will be to dismiss oh, this issue. I veto dismissal. See, what I've done now is made Zane waste two. I'm going to go with- I have enough to just keep going. <laughs> yes, but I need to make sure that I have no competition when I start beating Andrew. Um <laughs> I guess the option I'm going to go with in that case. 
oh, I guess I'm going to gut the welfare industry, which is 80%, Ooh. so it's going to come down to a, re- a reasonable size then. Okay. Oh, wait, option two. Yep, the right one? Yes, sorry. Breaking news. Thousands of former welfare recipients are in a revolutionary uproar as the rest of society is enjoying a hefty tax break. <laughs> um, it's America's, it's America's economy rating went from good to strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we, got, we, got, we got a lovely poster called Steel and Glass. Uh, parents compete for homes in top school zones. New clinic scratches itch for relieved citizens. Best of misconnections. An international body praises sub-American development. That's, a, that's an increase. Charmlessness up 165%. <laughs> I always knew it. Uh, gambling up 34. Uh, freedom from taxation and black market up seven. Uh, economic freedom and wealth gaps up four. And then it patters off. Let's go to the red. Okay. Well, if it went down 9%, which okay. I'll, I'll look at that in a second to see how, I mean, that could be a lot more than it sounds, I guess, but tourism down six and taxation down four and income equality down but three. It, but it just, certainly doesn't sound like it was gutted the, no. way, the, the way the newspapers reported. No, it went from <laughs> 4,468 to 4,057. So it dropped a, what, 100, 400 points, I apologize. Yeah. But when it's in the 4,000, that's, yeah. that's fuck all happened. And my economy flourished. So good. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it works. <laughs> and, I, you were, and you were worried. No. That's, that's what I urged you to go with. Well, you know, and, you, I, and you resisted. Andrew. Did I resist? Yeah, you, you did. most certainly okay. did. Twice, or, or was it your global plan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, police in overkill mode. When yes. the police recently used main battle a main battle tank to stop a robbery in downtown Andropolia City, many questioned whether the police should be buying army surplus at all. <laughs> now, Andropolia does not have a police force. True, I got rid of it. Um, so when the vigilantes <laughs> used a tank to stop a robbery in progress, Zane, they're registered. They yeah, no, but should they be buying <laughs> tanks and Harrier jets? Number one. I thought the police were there to make things better, cries Malon Gilligan, gesturing towards the devastated shop front. One moment I was being held up by a guy with a mask, and the next thing you know, a 50-ton war machine is roaring through my shop. Instead of some derelict stealing the money in the hill, the police pulverized the entire building. Surely the tank was overkill. They're cops, not commandos. Yeah. Yeah. I, they can be both. Yeah. <laughs> it was, can be, but I think his point is it's bad if they are. <laughs> it was most definitely overkill, and they're also responsible for any damage they yeah. do, the, the vigilantes. They're not exempt from uh, the, the oh. public liability that they- If you turn this into the movie Civil War, I swear to God. No. Don't, you don't want accountability from your vigilantes. That's why you have vigilantes. No, everybody's accountable, No one's accountable. It's Everybody's accountable. Number two. The offending tank drives up to your office with sirens blaring, stopping just before it hits the building. The tank's turret swivels towards your head. Then the hatch swings open and Officer Sean Mitchell pops out. Howdy! So- <laughs> Not the voice I <laughs> So you heard about that robbery we crushed? Literally downtown with Bessie here. I just wanted to say that militarization is the best thing that ever happened to law enforcement. Never been easier to strike fear into the hearts of criminals. In fact, you should loosen the rules of procurement for police equipment. Then we could have some real toys to deal with gangs, of course, not to run around like drunken idiots. Mm. Okay, Andrew, hear me out here. I know you don't. I know there's no way you're taking that option, but I wouldn't be doing my part as as a colleague I, and as a friend to say you must take that option because of your shitty crime problem. If everyone's dead, 
No crime problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. Then the crime problem becomes the cops who are seeing crimes that don't exist and punishing people for them. They're so asking exactly for right. bigger guns. They're not asking for more power. Eventually, Once this start- happens, you're getting superheroes and supervillains. I know. That's what, what you're getting here. Will- and it seems like more supervillains than superheroes. I will support you because remember that time you said no to Monster Hunters and I, was, I said I'd never forgive you? This is your path to forgiveness. I am. Re- Super, I, am regretting- I wish I could trade nations with you right now. Because I am regretting that. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but Andy, if you think about it, you don't need to butter Seb up. You know where his points are going <laughs> at the end of this, this issue. I could be swayed to give huh? Zane points if you don't go superheroes. <laughs> Look, I'm fickle. I'll admit that. <laughs> in in your defense, you've been quite kind to Seb. There there have been no exchanges this this whole season apart from apart this from this, this episode. No, this right. and it was one episode he hasn't. I believe he's vetoed me. The other episodes. No, this is the only one on 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 the media strikes. Mm-hmm. This oh, is was it? I one. thought he did yeah. one before last no, one. No, no, no you've no. been He's doing been... the good ones, and you haven't attacked him either. No, he vetoed no. me in this one. No, Yet you're still. He at literally war. vetoed me in this one when I went to go live in the mountains, because he stopped my people from learning. Yeah, this one, this one, he did in the meteors. No, 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 no. he did because in I tried this episode. To... Not, not that in was talking dogs, wasn't it? No, that was yeah. meteor coming, and I went to go see about living in an island. We'll investigate for the patrons. The point is, you're wrong, wrong, damage. I am inclined to do that do simply it. because it's a cutting of a regulation. It's another, yeah, mm. cut those regulations. That's what. That's yeah. my point. No, yeah, <laughs> buy what you want. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and I want superheroes. If you want to waste your money on a tank, by all means, I might move to Seb, uh, to Andropolia <laughs> to be with Captain America and shit. Do you know how much tanks cost to run? That's and maintain? not my problem. I'm not getting a tank. It's huge. It's I'm like, not Captain. It's, it's like buying a Ferrari. You just don't do it. You hire one for a day, <laughs> get it all out of your system, and then never drive one again. Hire one for the day. Kill several people, <laughs> crash it in a fiery comet of glory, crawl out, and burn alive. That's yeah, all we got to do. But at least everybody involved will have a story. <laughs> Number three. Officer Friendly here appears to overestimate the logical potential for heavy weaponry and everyday law enforcement, complains Chief of Department Alfred Sulu while glaring at the tank outside your office. Special weapons and tactics have their place in hostage negotiation and riot control. But they shouldn't be deployed routinely. We should have heavily armed paramilitary police units, but they should be elites reserved for exceptional circumstances. I'm guessing this would sort of institute a SWAT team? Because if I don't have a police force, yeah. oh, but, I, I guess, but I introduce this special forces thing. I guess that people could make requests for like, okay, the guy that I'm going up against has like 10 armed men. Can I please get a tank? Possibly. Point of order, why does that man have 10 arms? <laughs> Possibly. But the the reason I was happy to get rid of a police force is that now my government cannot institute any policy by mm. force. Um, it has to be agreed upon by everybody involved. Says the supreme magnificent overlord in which everyone ever saw, whatever it is, whatever your ridiculous title is. But now it's a choice. Would you like a hundred more of me? No, but we have one all, of you and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's on the way to zero. Okay. That's, that's, that's the way you want it to go. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I paved the way to freedom with dictatorship. So, <laughs> you understand. So number three is also, it's also reasonable to institute special forces, but it then creates a way- Paperwork, for, bureaucracy. It creates a way for the government to go authoritarian and to start, you know, a murder police gang, mm. yeah, which is not good. Don't want that. Number four of four. The tank drives off, ruining the gardens around your office. Good. That's what you get. I can't believe you let amateurs use heavy armor, comments Ellie Cage, a military attache from Maxtopia. 
Occupying unruly neighbourhoods can reduce unrest, but only if the job is done by professionals. Let the army handle all police work from now on, and you won't have unrestrained idiots demolishing every street sign in their path. Nothing maintains law and order quite like the barrel of a gun and a proper curfew. Martial law. Yeah, no. No. You want to go vigilante justice instead of martial law. That's the everyone always says that. So again, of the of the two, it's either to outlaw it for people to buy heavy heavy equipment. Just no, you can't do that one. <laughs> but look, <laughs> no, both that one from a safety perspective because tanks are a specialized form of equipment and other um, you know rockets and things like that. You. Fireworks, I can understand. You can play with them in the street, and that's fine. Once they start getting to a you know bigger size, they can smash windows. You and sound like, like a that. lefty here, Andrew. Be careful. No. Guns are great, but rocket-propelled grenades are better. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> I think I I think that's overkill, and clearly they they did much more damage than they than they prevented. Seb. Through, All through. it what takes you, is one veto what point. What are you doing, Andrew? But number two, yeah, number two is also in the spirit of Andrew Poli. It gets rid of regulation. It makes people responsible for their actions. Yeah. And if somebody is stupid enough to buy an RPG and launch it in the street, right? They if they if they hurt people, if they damage property, they will be pounced upon by the vigilantes, and they will be held to justice. Do you have an army? It's right It's not now? like they are going to get away with it. Of course, I have an army. Okay, and currently, it's a government-run army. Yes. Well, this is a step to also removing that because you're increasing the powers of the vigilantes, and effectively, you could take over the army as well. That's true. I want an army, but I also want it to be private, run run privately. Yeah. Think of this as a stepping stone to that private army you've always wanted. Or after the meteor hits, stepping stone to Mad Max universe. <laughs> and also, I will say, meteors are coming. How many? How many? You know, missile launches. Oh, yeah, no, all the missile launch. That that'll stop it. Well, it's better than literally nothing. I this, guess maybe. This is the thing that clinches it for me. And while while I really want to go number two, simply to keep cutting down the regulations, it's it's a very tense situation. People are panicked, and the last thing they need. Is is weaponry that can seriously hurt guns, people? Guns, guns are safe. Okay, guns make people feel safe. Make they make honest, hardworking Andrew Polians feel safe. No, guns are not safe. The whole point of guns is that they are dangerous. <laughs> that's true. And that's why you want everybody that to carry one. Exactly yes. the opposite of what Andrew Polia said about <laughs> twenty weeks ago <laughs> yeah. when a gun issue came up. <laughs> Guns, just a kind of tool. Yeah, you know? just a tool. It's just a, they are a, a crime fighting tool, tool of justice, and, and they are a deadly tool. And that's exactly why yeah. you want everybody who is willing to to be able to carry one. Yeah, I agree. Right? So that's option, that's the whole point of them. So option two. Option one, unfortunately. What? No, Andrew, because stop. It's a meteor strike. We can't have people rolling around in tanks. What is one? That? Can One I just say, point, I don't know, like, what's the what's the problem here? A meteor's going to come and kill them all anyway. You may as well have some fun. No, people are going <laughs> to destroy a lot of property and kill a lot of people. they'll be responsible for it. They'll have to sell their tank to pay them damage they do. They will be, but we need the resources. We can't be bogged down in <laughs> building new shops and building new buildings when there are perfectly good buildings right okay. now. Well, okay, I'm not going to video you because that was a 2018 thing, <laughs> but I'm disappointed in you, and I may never forgive you for this. Is there a veto coming in from Zane Strong? I don't think no, Zane no. wants I think you're making the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. As do I. I just want to see him do a fun thing that doesn't affect me. Well, Andropolians <laughs> have... He's done a lot of fun things <laughs> yeah. that never affected you. <laughs> but they tend to offend me. <laughs> this one is like completely in my wheelhouse of superheroes. <laughs> so veteran cops reminisce over their heavy armour days. 
The Andropoli Sentinel reports foreigners confused by Andropolian customs, tourist operator says. So that means tourists are still coming. Retailers welcome tax cuts. Sorry, North awesome. Korea gets tourists still. Don't brag about getting tourists. Visiting North Korea is a very interesting situation. But they do let tourists they in. They do let tourists okay. in. Okay, good company. Under very strict yep. observation. But I'm and, saying and if you had no tourists, guidance. you'd be further from North Korea. That's all exactly I'm right. <laughs> Technically. Pizza healthier than previously believed, scientists reveal. Huzzah, we've got healthy pizza in Andropolia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's not how I'd read that. Two sad. options, healthy pizza, bad <laughs> science. And bad news, woman dies in elevator shaft mishap. Oh, why was she in the elevator shaft? So pacifism is up 3.5%. Weaponization and crime up 2.5%, unfortunately. Uh, And pizza delivery up 1%, which is great. On the downtrends, government size is down 3%. Taxation down 1%. Manufacturing as a whole is down 7.5%. Okay, no more Mm. demand for those heavy weapons. That's fine. The resources are going to go to something else. Safety down 11, unfortunately. So it seems like it was... That'll happen. You know, it was going on. Law enforcement down 13% and arms manufacturing down 19%. Right. So in the interest of safety, safety has gone down. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't get it right with these Andropolians. They're weird. They're weird people. I let go of the leash... And they and they run away. No, and they and they stay close. And I try and keep them tight, and they fight it, and they just want to get as far away as yeah. they can. I can't They're toddlers. W- I can't win with them. Education, Andy. I'm trying. Education. I'm <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> if you're a patron, you'll hear from us the resol- resolution of the uh, meteorite strike, whether it happens or not, whether Zane Australia is successful in getting rid of it or whether we all die a fiery death in our patron <laughs> episode. Uh, join us again next week where we will have another global issue to deal with. Uh, as always, I have been the Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, Zane C. Weber, twirling forever towards a hopefully not fiery future. I've been your number one contender, your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of South America. We don't just set the bar, we are the bar. And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz. A new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.